Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I rise in support of my amendment to the NDAA, which would simply block funds from being made available to the naming commission established by Congress just a few years ago. The t intent of that commission was to try to rewrite our nation's history by changing the names of our famous military bases and forts, tearing down statues, and even putting blankets over monuments with names not deemed worthy of remembrance by some. What a tragedy. You only have to look just outside my district at the famous Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia, which has recently been uh, just desecrated by the removal of once famous beautiful monuments. This effort by the Biden, or this effort to remove statutes and rename bases encourages an endless cycle of renaming institutions, buildings, and cities across the country under the destructive, destructive ruse of political wokeness. Historical sites are healthy environments to observe varied perspectives of historical events, engage diverse viewpoints, and inspire robust, robust conversations as we remember our nation's history. We should protect American memorials to preserve and remember our history. It has been said that those who do not remember history are condemned to repeat it. I urge my colleagues to consider the precedent being set by this arbitrary effort to rewrite our nation's history. I urge my colleagues on both sides of the aisle to support this amendment to preserve our history and fight these reckless efforts to destroy our country, our founders, and our history. And I reserve. Reserves for what? Folks, the Confederate Reconciliation Memorial in Arlington Cemetery is in grave danger of destruction. This is only part of the broad mission of the Naming Commission established in the 2021 National Defense Authorization Act that you just heard Congressman Good talk about, to erase history from the sight and ears of all Americans now and in the future. Former U.S. Senator and Secretary of the Navy Jim Webb recently described it in his appeal to stop its destruction in the Wall Street Journal, and I quote, it was designed by internationally respected sculptor Mo Moses Jacob Ezekiel, a Confederate veteran and the first Jewish graduate of the Virginia Military Institute, who asked to be buried at the memorial in Arlington Cemetery. On one face of the memorial is the finest explanation of wartime service perhaps ever written by a Confederate veteran who later became a Christian minister. Not for fame or reward, not for place or for rank, not lured by ambition or goaded by necessity, but in simple obedience to duty as they understood it, these men suffered all, sacrificed all, dared all, and died. But now in this new world of wokeness, unless measures are taken very soon by the end of this year, the Confederate Reconciliation Memorial will be gone. This debate, no, this fight to keep American history from being eradicated rages on today. Go ahead and bring up the quotes uh, in the picture, uh, Disco. Both of these men, what I'm going to read you now is written by today's guest, and that's why I wanted to bring him on. Both of these men served on the Naming Commission. Ty was the vice chair and Connor was the lead historian. Can you bring pick one up, please, Disco? Congress established the commission with the following charter. Assess the cost of renaming or removing names symbols, displays, monuments, or paraphernalia that commemorate the Confederate States of America or any person who served voluntarily 
with the Confederate States of America. It is plain to see that these men were perfect for the job, our guest says. Ty says he knows what reflects our values, and Connor knows that people in the South committed treason for slavery. One is full of himself, and the other's an idiot. Both think their views on the subject are correct, and our central government put them in a position to establish what should be commemorated. Close quote. These are the words of my guest today. There it is. Garrick Sapp, a writer, poker player, and a veteran. Uh, Rick Sapp, welcome to the Rob Mana Show, sir. Thank you very much for having me, Rob. Uh, that was a great introduction. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say it's not really erasing history, removing the Confederate memorial, uh, because maybe it'll be somewhere else. There's still history in the history books. Uh, and so on. But what it does really erase is the history, the important history of reconciliation. And uh, without that memorial being there, you do not get the um, full picture of uh, what reconciliation was about. And that's one of the things that uh, Jim Webb powerfully um, got across in his piece, uh, that you know, he he uh, brought a group of uh, North Vietnamese uh, government officials. He was meeting with them, and it was on the reconciliation of of the South, South Viet, Viet, Vietnam with North Vietnam, and the South Vietnamese were uh, not being accepted as fellow countrymen, really. And uh, he took him over to the Confederate Memorial and explained the history of reconciliation and why that memorial was so important. Um, so uh, it it will be a travesty, and uh, I, I I don't believe it's finished. There's a lawsuit, um, lots of people continuing to fight. Uh, one organization in particular, DefendArlington.org. Uh, you know, people should check them out, and um, there's there's a legal legal um, uh, battle underway right now, and of course that costs money, so you can donate there. Uh, anyway, um, as as an introduction. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, one of the things, uh, and I'm sorry, folks, the quotes didn't come up, and I didn't get a chance to read them exactly to you, but I think I put it up of it in the intro for. Ty Sedgill is, uh, I think he's a retired Army Brigadier General, I believe, and a professor at West Point, or was at one point, uh, uh, and then this O'Connor guy, or Connor guy, whatever his name is. Uh, you know, uh, there it is. Uh, you know, they, they both, uh, Sedgill is like the vice chairman of this, this naming commission uh, that was founded under the NDAA, uh, and, he, and he just absolutely... Uh, he, he's not a real historian. Uh, he, uh, you know, the Jeff Davis account on X, uh, which I follow and have been following for some time because I wanted to learn more about what the heck's going on, uh, does a great job of dispelling these faux historians' disinformation campaigns. And it's a 24-7 it's a disinformation operation that's been going on for over 100 years, really, quite frankly, uh, Rick. And uh, I don't understand how they get away with it. Uh, today, uh, and, and they and they got put in places of power in the government. 
apathy and uh, and ignorance. Um, Ty Sedgley, in particular, um, he his he, he became famous really uh, through a video he did um, for Prager U in uniform. Uh, as a colonel, he, he was a colonel then. He made brigadier right before he got out, lucky yeah. him. Um, uh, and yes, he was the head of the history department at uh, West Point. Um, he, 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 is, he is technically a historian, but that video was five minutes on why the South, why slavery um, was the cause of the Civil War. Um, and it was basically a righteous cause piece um, with several blatant lies. Uh, and I'm very comfortable saying it, and I've written about it. Uh, one of the lies he says, which is repeated regularly, especially uh, on, on Twitter, that every one of the uh, secession ordinances or documents uh, of the states that seceded had slavery as the reason for um, their secession. That is a lie. That is just yeah. patently false. Um, so these people not only get uh, in these positions you described, but also um, you know end up with a lot of influence, and mm -hmm. uh, nobody calls him out for anything. He's on a pol he's on a a an arguably political website. Uh, doing a five-minute video for Prager U in uniform. I mean, yeah. you, you're a military man. You you know all the problems with that. Uh, yes, I do. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. Well, well, let's go over to welcome to the spaces audience, the X space audience, uh, and uh, Shell. Uh, I don't see any hands up on my screen, but if somebody's got a uh, got a hand up uh, or has a mic and wants to ask a question. Uh, Mr. Sapp, uh, go right ahead. Kat, do you have any comments or a question? Mostly, I'm just really glad you guys are doing this. Doing this, um, I, I'm just listening and absorbing because I think it's really important for people to know what's really going on. And we were just talking before you guys started about disinformation that we're seeing with the obvious situation going on in the Middle East. So I think what you guys are doing here is excellent. And um, I'm just going to keep listening, and I guarantee you I will come up with a question Colonel knows I always do. <laughs> yes, you do. Thanks, Kat. Uh, uh, one of the things I want to touch on today as we continue our talk, uh, Rick, and, uh, and I've got to take a break here in about 45 seconds to allow a commercial so we can pay for this thing, uh, but uh, is the disinformation, you know, there's a phrase called the myth of the lost cause that I started hearing about uh, uh, really in a in a big way uh when the naming commission idea came up uh you know from leftist uh, political people and activists and those kind of things and uh, so so I want to dive into that a little bit and and just so you know Rick and for the spaces audience I always start each segment with a little video clip that's that's relevant to the discussion uh, the rest of them are all from uh Congressman Andrew Clyde from Georgia's uh seven and a half minute speech that he gave uh, where you're going to hear a lot more about uh, what's going on and what's wrong with taking this memorial down. We'll be right back to the Rob Manus Show live here on the Red Voice Media Network, where we bring you the facts and the truth, and we don't care if it makes you mad, 
pisses you off, what makes you upset, it's just there so you can make up your own mind. We'll be right back after these messages. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate All news. Right, everybody. Button's Welcome dangerous to plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against of failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833-THE-NUMBER-2-USA-GOLD. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833-THE-NUMBER-2-USA-GOLD. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Well, folks, you just saw that. Listen up, Binomics isn't working. Uh, the U.S. dollar is losing value like crazy, and your hard-earned savings are really at risk. So you can act now before it's too late with this one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard that wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Just dial 833, the number 2, USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465, or you can visit the website at protectfrombiden.com. Well, welcome back to the Rob Manus Show. Uh, we're gonna show uh, clip two here real quick before we bring our guest Rick Sapp back in to continue this discussion uh, to blow the whistle on uh, the federal government trying to destroy a reconciliation monument from the Civil War in Arlington Cemetery, which is a gravesite, by the way. Go ahead and clip two. Let's go. In the opinion of the chair. 216, offered by Mr. Clyde of Georgia. Pursuant to House Resolution 723, the gentleman from Georgia, Mr. Clyde, and member opposed, each will control five minutes. The chair now recognizes the gentleman from Georgia. Thank you, Mr. Chair. My amendment for, to the FY24 Defense Appropriations Bill would simply prohibit the Department of Defense from using funds to administer, implement, or enforce the proposed action by the Department of Army regarding the removal of the Reconciliation Monument at Arlington National Cemetery. Following four brutal years of the American Civil War, our nation's great leaders, Pre President Abraham Lincoln and future President Union General Ulysses S. Grant, took great measures to ensure that our nation reconciled and unified after the conflict that turned fellow countrymen against fellow countrymen. These unifying actions include pardons for Confederate leaders that waged war, as well as the restoration of confiscated property. What these great American leaders understood is that a nation divided against itself cannot stand. 
Then in 1898, following the Mexican-American War, when Union and Confederate veterans fought side by side under one flag, the American flag, President McKinley declared in the heart of the South, in Atlanta, Georgia, the capital of my home state, that the U.S. government would commit to sharing the burden of honoring and properly burying the Confederate dead, stating, sectional feelings, I quote, sectional feelings no longer holds back the love we feel for each other. The old flag waves over us in peace with new glories. In 1900, Congress authorized Confederate remains to be buried at Arlington National Cemetery. And in 1906, President McKinley allowed for the construction of a new monument honoring our country's new shared reconciliation from its troubled divisions. In 1914, President Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, unveiled this new memorial to national unity, which was designed by a Jewish American. Well, we're talking with uh, Mr. Rick Sapp, uh, writer and uh, poker player and a U.S. Navy veteran himself uh, about uh, this issue. Uh, uh, but as we were going to the break, Rick, I mentioned the myth of the lost cause uh, disinformation campaign. Uh, help this audience understand what that is, because you have a lot of really high-profile politicians that spout those words sometimes, and I don't think people really understand what they're talking about. Yes, uh, and I didn't understand uh, up until a couple of years ago when I started getting interested in this in this topic of uh, defending Southern heritage. Um, uh, it, the, the original uh, person who coined the phrase was a guy called Pollard, and, and he wrote a book called The Lost Cause. He was a um, uh, uh, a journalist uh, in Richmond during the war. And after the book, after the war, he he wrote the book, and that's that's what started getting the whole notion of a lost cause um, out there. Uh, and um, uh, you know, like with most things, there's some truth, and then it gets uh, weaponized. Uh, now, the lost cause is really a way to disparage any kind of uh, defense of the South. Uh, and it's it's become uh, really kind of ludicrous. You know, one of the one of the components of the lost cause, as people describe it, uh, in, in a in a negative way, is that the the Southerners claim that they lost because the North had more resources and more men, uh, so that it wasn't really the South's fault that they lost. Well. In fact, the North did have many more resources and many more men, and you know it just doesn't make any any sense. And then, of course, they they say that uh, Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson and Jeff Davis um, were uh, overly uh, admired uh, as part of the the lost cause myth that these people deserve uh, no admiration. Um, and so, I mean, you can make up your own mind on those things and whether it, it's, uh, you know, appropriate or historically valid uh, that they they should be admired. Uh, personally, I think they they should be. Uh, but one one thing that I think quite interesting, uh, again, and it's a uh, uh, can't think of the word, but Pollard. Pollard, while he coined the lost cause, he he did not like Jefferson Davis. He thought he was a yeah. pompous ass who didn't know anything. 
And so, you know, people will say that the lost cause is about admiring Jefferson Davis when, in fact, the guy who coined the phrase uh, didn't like him at all. So it is a way to just put something in scare quotes and anything associated with the lost cause is evil. And the Naming Commission got away with that because in their report on the Confederate Memorial, uh, they basically said it, um, it, it, they, it's, it's, you know, endorses the lost cause, therefore it should come down. But they didn't define the lost cause either. Uh, in fact, um, uh, what uh, people should understand is that the Naming Commission actually copied 250 words directly from the Arlington National Cemetery website uh, to put in their report. Um, so uh, the Naming and, and they used one one footnote at the end of uh, that section of the report uh, that that um, gives credit to the Arlington National website. So. Um, it just shows the politics of it in my mind because it was a last minute uh, addition to the report. They thought maybe they could get away with it because right. uh, the commission itself, um, the the authorizing language says, you know, no grave mark, uh, they're, they're exempt. Um, but, but politics took over and we're here now. So yeah, I mentioned that in my opening uh, uh, in the, from uh, Senator Webb's uh, uh, article there in his quote that Ezekiel Moses uh, actually requested to be buried at the memorial. Uh, he did. Is he buried underneath that memorial? Is that his grave? His head? His headstone? Theoretically, or? Uh, well, this is this is where you know th this is what it comes down to, which is really quite sick uh, in my mind. Um, it, it, it is not. It's coming down to the definition of a grave mark. Uh, he is not buried underneath the memorial. He's buried um, on one side of it, and he has a separate headstone which just says Moses is equal and. Uh, maybe one other thing. It's not ornate or or, or anything. Um, so there are experts, and um, uh, there's a white paper uh, that um, uh, defendarlington.org has of experts describing it as a a gravestone. Um, right. So uh, yeah, he's buried right next to it. He wanted to be buried there. Uh, he was at the unveiling. Um, he died in Europe. Uh, during World War One, so he wasn't buried there until I think it was 1919, maybe a little later, because he couldn't get his body back during the war. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know we're debating whether something is a gravestone uh, and whether it should be removed or not. Um, yeah, but there are other. Describe the memorial in section 16. There, I've walked it, but I, but I, but I think people uh, that are listening uh, should really hear it from you. What does it look like uh, uh, as far as the graves uh, around this memorial? It's the center of a circle, isn't it? It is. So the memorial's in the in the middle, and and you know it it evolved. Uh, I'll answer the question, but at the risk of my talking about something that really interested me, it goes back a little bit further. Um, and, and that is, you, you know, the whole genesis of the memorial 
uh, was um, uh, President McKinley, uh, mm -hmm. and um, uh, there were Confederates buried in different parts around Washington, and and around the turn of the century, uh, they started saying, "Hey, shouldn't we, shouldn't we, you know, have a section in Arlington National Cemetery?" And and okay, that sounds fine, but uh, it, when you dig in a little bit, it, a lot of Southern women were against it. Um, and there are newspaper articles. I have newspaper articles of women from different parts of the South saying, uh, no, we think uh, we should bring them to Raleigh and bury them there. Um, uh, we should, there's another one, uh, women talking about um, bringing them back to, uh, to New Orleans and, and burying them there. Uh, so they were a little uh, circumspect in terms of, you know, wanting to have their their fathers, brothers, and sons buried uh, in the National Cemetery, which makes it even more galling that now the country, you know, I love is going to, uh, you know, make those women right. They, were they right, you know, in in being yeah. Uh, hesitant in trusting the United States government to properly honor uh, the, the, their fallen. Uh, I mean, that's that's what we're coming coming down that's, to. Yeah, and, that's that's a really good point. I mean, they're confirming that they were right to not trust the United States of America with their fallen. Wow. Yes, and what's really interesting is that the other side uses that as an argument for well, we should just tear it down. That that is that is real history that I gave you. That is indisputable history that these women had their doubts. The other yeah. side used uh, it. My as great grandmother, my great grandmother's dad was a Confederate soldier, and uh, I met her, uh, and I have her words passed down through her granddaughters, my aunts, uh, and uh, uh, she probably would have been hesitant to have him buried uh, up there to uh, the way I understand her feelings about it. Well, let's go over to the Spaces audience, see if we've got a question or a comment, Rick, uh, before we go to our next break. Uh, Shell, you got anybody with the mic? Uh, we do, sir, but no questions yet. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so, so there are circles of soldiers' grave markers around this monument, are they all Confederate graves, or are they partly Union and partly Confederate? In there, they're all Confederate. Um, uh, at my understanding, there's about 500 of them, and it is a, a, a circle around the, the monument itself. You can see the monument in the background. Um, and uh, so, uh, and they have a slightly different uh, gravestone shape. It's got a little point to it. Uh, there are, there are, in walking through Arlington, uh, there are a couple of other Confederate graves in other places that I noticed walking through. Um, but yeah, sec section 16, it's in a very quiet uh, part of the cemetery. Um, it's, it's a little bit of a walk if, if you want to walk it. I went from uh, Arlington House over there. Um, it's it's a beautiful spot. People it should is. go soon. Uh, yeah, you should go soon. The, the sculpture is very beautiful. Uh, I discovered it when I lived uh, when I was working at the Pentagon, and I lived there. I used to take people through 
Arlington. The first time I walked it all by myself is when I discovered the area. It's a beautiful sculpture. Uh, uh, I hope I hope it's saved uh, and stays in place where it's supposed to be, according to the Union generals and privates that this that decided so. One of them was President McKinley, if I remember correctly. Well, we've got to take our next break, Rick. Uh, when we come back, we'll see another clip from uh, Congressman Clyde's uh, 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 speech there. But uh, I want to talk about some other disinformation that's out there as far as treason goes and uh, what Confederate veterans did in uniform in the United States after Civil War. It's already been brought up once. We'll be right back to the Rob Mana Show. We're talking about how we need to save the Reconciliation Memorial in Arlington Cemetery from desecration by the U.S. government. We'll be right back. feel that Juvench is helping me to get better every day in every way. That impact is what has been shown to help improve your bone density. Without that impact, you're missing a very important nutrient in your physical conditioning program. The Juvent Micro Impact System allows the person to create more joint range of motion. Now I know there's a chance that nourishment can take place to that joint. sculptor. The memorial is topped with a woman crowned by an olive wreath to symbolize peace. Beginning with the unveiling of the statute and now every year since, it is the tradition of the President of the United States to send a wreath to the memorial honoring the dead buried in a circle around the monument. This tradition, which shows tremendous national unity, has been carried on regardless of party or, or politics of the sitting president. In fact, even President Obama understood the Reconciliation Monument in the context for which it stood, which was unity, not division, when he continued on the presidential tradition of sending a wreath to the monument. Despite the bipartisan support for this monument, the renaming commission established after the, or by the fiscal year 2021 National Defense Authorization Act overstepped its legislative authority and recommended that the Department of Army remove the memorial from, Arm from Arlington National Cemetery. The renaming commission's authority given to them by Congress empowers them to recommend the removal of, quote, all names, symbols, displays, monuments, and paraphernalia that honor or commemorate the Confederate States of America. Yet, as described previously, the Reconciliation Monument does not honor nor commemorate the Confederacy. It commemorates reconciliation and national unity. Furthermore, the renaming commission's authority explicitly ex explicitly prohibits the desecration of grave sites. There are hundreds of gravestones encircling the monument, and I do not know how in the world these graves will remain untouched 
if the Department of the Army proceeds with its proposal to remove the monument. Former Virginia Democrat Senator Jim Webb, a Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show live here on the Red Voice Media Network. And we're bringing you truth and we're blowing the whistle on the U.S. government's uh, uh, really despicable effort by some despicable people, faux historians and, and uh, uh, some even military officers that have really used disinformation, misinformation, and outright lies uh, to uh, put a target on this beautiful memorial that, that memorializes reconciliation. And we're talking with uh, writer and veteran uh, Rick Sepp and poker player, I might add. Uh, I don't have that in my bio because I'm terrible at cards. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so Representative Clyde touched on something there that people need to know. The law that was passed establishing the naming commission said things honoring the Confederacy. This memorial doesn't honor the Confederacy. It doesn't. It honors recon the reconciliation and the unity uh, that that people that fought on both sides had to go through, and families uh, had to go through to get to where uh, we were when they established uh, that memorial, doesn't it? Yes, that's that's absolutely uh, correct. Um, Union veterans attended. The head of the what was called the GAR, the Grand Army of the Republic, which was the union organization for Union veterans, uh, spoke. Um, and there's just no way you can think of it as anything other than a reconciliation memorial. Um, before I forget it, though, you know, uh, Representative Clyde of Georgia did a great job uh, in that in that speech. But we should all remember that there was another representative from Georgia who was on the naming commission, Austin Scott, who. Um, is in complete support of destroying this memorial. Uh, and um, so I don't know if there's any people in his district out there, but um, uh, the, you know, th this has been a uh, bipartisan effort to uh, allow um, this, this travesty to uh, take place from uh, overriding President Trump's veto uh, that authorized the legislation to now uh, very few people um, on the Republican side of the aisle saying anything, uh, disappointingly, including uh, our Mississippi representation uh, in, in the federal government. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it is a travesty, and it's sad, and it's cowardly. Uh, it's cowardly, and, and there will be a price that's paid for future Americans, not just those of us here that have to see it happen uh, and be embarrassed by it, disappointed by it, and saddened by it, but future Americans will pay a price uh, for what's happening today because it will change the way the history is written. Uh, and uh, that's unfortunate because uh, I'm a firm believer that those that do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it in one way or another. Uh, that old catchphrase, you know, it's uh, 
It's crazy. But you know, the, on the disinformation uh, thing, Rick, uh, these people, the bipartisan effort, they're almost, well, they all are acting on lies and disinformation. Really, primarily, when you see the justification, it's full of it. You know, I mean, the one that really bugs me a little bit is that Americans today, in large part, don't know that nobody was ever tried and convicted of treason, were they? From the southern uh, states? No. The closest it got was uh, Jefferson Davis. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so he was held for a couple of years um, leading up to a trial. Uh, but the government at the last minute decided uh, he they wouldn't try him. Um, I forget her name. She's a history professor in Virginia, but she wrote a book recently. And her her um, belief is that uh, they the government didn't because they weren't sure they would they would win. Not a clear cut um, case. Uh, so no, none were none were were even tried. Uh, um, two were indicted, at least two were indicted, and Robert E. Lee was one of the ones that was indicted. Uh, but um, uh, then General of the Army Grant uh, told um, uh, President Johnson that, you know, we had an agreement at, at Appomattox that they would not be bothered, provided they uh, abided by the, the national and state laws. And um, uh, so he, he, he threatened to resign, um, and that, that uh, indictment went away. Um, so no, no one's ever been uh, tried. Uh, there's all kinds of, of uh, evidence and logic that says, um, you know, that they weren't traitors. Uh, if people are interested, um, a, a guy named Lysander Spooner, who was a uh, abolitionist, uh, wrote probably what I think is the best sort of defense of um, the fact that they weren't treason, and it's called No Treason Number Two. Uh, and he basically said treason is a um, is a uh, a, a crime, so there has to be um, uh, a motive. Uh, there has to be, um, and, and the way he puts it is that the someone who is treasonous is deceitful. They do it behind your back. All those kinds of things. The Southerners were not that way. They were very upfront. They said, "Look, we're going, and um, uh, we hope you don't invade, but uh, this is what we're doing." So yep. um, uh, no, no treason. Yeah, and I think the reason why nobody ever really was tried was because secession is a legal remedy uh, to uh, state for states that see the compact that's called the Constitution no longer uh, do you know the agreement not being lived up to, and that's what sectionalism was all about, uh, and that's why really there is no treason because they seceded. And, and folks, you can get upset about that all you want, but northern states ha- had contemplated it very publicly, too. A couple of them had uh, before this, uh, and it, there is no legal opinion out there anywhere that I can find 
uh, by a court in this country, the Supreme Court would be the one you'd be looking for that states that secession of a state from the compact is not allowed. It's not in the compact, uh, the Constitution itself, uh, and there's never been a court case that's been decided upon on that, for my to my knowledge, anyway. Uh, but but it also yeah. brings up the fact that uh, uh, that folks after the war, uh, some very famous general officers went back into the U U.S. Army, uh, fighting Joe Wheeler. Right? Didn't he lead the troops yeah. in the Spanish-American War uh, up yeah. uh, in the Puerto Rico? Yes. Yes, uh, there there were, and then of course their descendants. There's all kinds of um, uh, evidence of um, you know sons and grandsons serving uh, admirably, admirably um, in the United States military um, uh, throughout history. Um, yeah. No. Okay. No let's. Yeah, Let's go, go over the spaces. I see a hand up over there, Shell. Uh, so go ahead with your question, Kat. You knew I'd come up with something. I'm just kidding. Um, listen, it sure sounds to me like this is just another example, this naming commission, unless I'm completely off base here, um, another example of a, a form of wokeism, of an effort to scrub any connection to the Confederacy at all. And I think it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, whether people like it or not, my quick soliloquy on is whether you like it or not, that that is all our history. And I agree with you. We cannot erase it. You, you can knock down the statues all you want. It does not change history. But if they keep doing this renaming and whatnot, it is going to destroy history in the history book. So my question to you and your guests both is just me, myself, what can I do to help? Honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm asking kind of like, what can we do as citizens okay. to help? Because I think it's awful. Yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, over to you, Rick. Uh, you're more of an expert on this than me. Uh, you know all of the levers that, that are out there that can be pulled to help. Yeah, I, the first thing is to make sure your um, federal representative knows that you um, feel that way. Uh, the second thing would be to um, uh, write write uh, your local newspaper expressing that view would be great. And um, uh, if you were so inclined, look at uh, Arlington or defendarlington.org and uh, uh, donate some money to support this, this uh, lawsuit uh, that right now looks like it has a chance of uh, getting it stopped. Uh, yeah. Those would be the three major things. Well, fantastic. Also, on if you go to defendarlington.org, folks, I was there earlier today. There is a uh, there is a way that uh, that you can send a pre-crafted message to your representatives and stuff through that website. So take advantage of that uh, and make a copy of that letter that it sends out for you and put it in the newspaper. Send it to the newspaper as your letter. We got to take our last break, Rick. Uh, but uh, we'll be right back to the Rob Mina Show live with uh, Mr. Rick Sapp, and we're talking about how we need to save the Reconciliation Memorial in Arlington Cemetery, not the least of which reason why is it's a grave marker uh, for Americans that uh, died serving their country. I'll be right back, Robert Schiff.
Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. Virginia Democrat Senator Jim Webb, a decorated Marine Corps officer who served multiple combat tours in Vietnam and later became the Secretary of the Navy, recently published an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal concerning the Reconciliation Monument at Arlington Cemetery. In his opinion, Senator Webb describes his own journey of reconciliation following his combat tours in Vietnam. He explains how he hosted a delegation of Vietnamese officials in Washington to encourage them to be peaceful toward former South Vietnamese veterans who were labeled as traitors after the war and had been treated as such. Senator Webb describes how to make his point to the delegation. He brought them to the Reconciliation Monument in Arlington and pointed across the Potomac toward the Lincoln Memorial to show that old wounds can be healed. Senator Webb concludes with this quote, if the monument is taken apart and removed, it would send a different message one of a deteriorating society willing to erase the generosity of its past in favor of bitterness and misunderstanding. I ask my colleagues on both sides of the aisle to take a stand against such a divisive and history-erasing action and support my amendment to defund the effort to remove the Reconciliation Monument from the Arlington National Cemetery. My amendment prevents this tyrannical encroachment by legislative authority, ignorance of congressional intent, and disregard of national unity. up uh, his uh, seven plus 35 second speech uh, in support of an amendment to defund this effort, uh, the naming commission's effort to destroy this memorial that was built to, for reconciliation, to honor that and commemorate that. Uh, and uh, it is a grave marker to which the law that was passed setting up the naming commission says you are not to uh, interfere with uh, grave sites and grave markers. So. Uh, we're talking with uh, writer Rick Sapp here, who is uh, a fellow Mississippian uh, here and uh, uh, is uh, very knowledgeable about this and a veteran in his own right, the U.S. Navy. Uh, Rick, uh, the uh, the senator or the congressman and Senator Webb, who's a Democrat, uh, I think, right? If I remember right, he was a senator that is a Democrat. Democrat. Even, yeah. even though he served in uh, Reagan's cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Stranger things have happened, yes. I don't know if that could happen today, but uh, it could certainly happen under a, a leader like Ronald Reagan, uh, who, who knew a good man when he saw one. And uh, But 
One of the things that comes out in that clip, though, is something that I'm very concerned about, especially since the Biden administration has, has taken over. And it doesn't even, it, it's just another nail in the coffin of, of uh, America's moral authority. Uh, and Webb talks about that moral authority that he used to talk to the North Vietnamese that were his enemies once when he brought them to that memorial and said, see, see, even the United States, as vicious as this war was, we, we killed over 650,000 of ourselves when you total it all up, uh, which is a horrendous number, especially considering the size of the country at the time and the population. But, uh, but, and he did that because he knew we had the moral authority uh, and the credibility to try to sway uh, people from other countries that found themselves in the same position to do the right thing, which is what he saw as the right thing. Reconcile, forgive each other, you know, be brothers and sisters again uh, and move your nation forward as a whole. Uh, and, and that, I think we've lost our moral authority. Uh, we lose it when we take this down. We lose that moral authority. We've lost our moral authority uh, uh, in uh, elections. Uh, we've lost our moral authority and credibility uh, in uh, whether we should uh, be a nation that goes to war or not by these endless war policies. And I just think that's the biggest thing that stands out to me. Once I get past the fact that they're going to desecrate this gra these graves and destroy this beautiful statue uh, designed by a veteran himself uh, and a graduate of VMI on behalf of a of a nation that had been reunified and reconciled with each other over many, many years. Uh, but that moral authority that the United States had, it's being crushed and really disintegrated right before our very eyes. And that's very concerning. It is concerning. And, and you know, I've been thinking about the why a lot lately. Um, you know, what, what, what is the motivation? Um, why? And uh, this will maybe sound a bit like a conspiracy theory, but uh, it's it's what I'm beginning to think. Um, the South represented values um, from the founding, really, uh, and those values were um, uh, what what were called, you know, federalist or even anti-federalist um, values. In that they. Um, uh, we're really for a small uh, federal government that only did what the Constitution described, uh, and that you know most power, uh, especially that power that you know affected our daily lives, resided in the state. And uh, you know now we have this monolith of a federal government that has grown. Uh, Really, it started in a big way as a result of the Civil War. Um, the central government got a lot more power, but in fairness, it continued to grow. Um, and you know, both parties now find themselves in a situation where um, you know they support it. They they support this huge federal um, bureaucracy, and uh, the South. Uh, is the last the, the southern tradition is is you know the thing that still points out that hey there's another way uh, and and I sum it up I say to people when they say well I don't really understand what you're saying Rick and I say well uh, 
here's here's how to think about it. Um, uh, what what is your intellectual or traditional argument for small government um, if it's not uh, you know what the South represented uh, and what Virginia represented and the early presidents from Virginia represented. There, there's no there's no other um, intellectual foundation for federalism. And this is the last remnant. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You know, I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that very thing myself. Uh, and, you know, I've come to the conclusion that uh, the Southerners were the ones really fighting for the Constitution of the United States to protect and defend it. Uh, the way they had it given to them uh, by their forefathers. Uh, and, uh, you know, I would even go so far as to say the documentation and the facts show that the officers that left the military still for, were fulfilling their oath in their minds to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, although I don't think they took it exactly that way in those days, like that the one we take today is modeled on the, uh, the president's oath in the Constitution. But, but, you know, the concept of that thought that's reality. That, those are just the facts. Uh, and you may be right. I'm not a conspiracy theorist either, but uh, maybe this is an effort to destroy the last vestiges of that. But uh, uh, as long as I'm breathing and my kids are breathing, because I've trained them all the same way I think, <laughs> uh, I think yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, uh, we'll have uh, a little bit of that left. I was just going to say, you're sounding like a bit of a lost causer right there. Just uh, I'm a reality guy, and I I believe in knowing my own history and my country's history, and and fighting for what's right. That's all. Just like you do, Rick. Well, we have we've talked about defendarlington.org, folks. Uh, Rick, tell people where they can find you before I let you go, and I appreciate you you coming on today and helping me with this subject. Well, the best the best place is on Twitter at Rick Sapp, R I C K S A P P, and and there you can see I have some things on medium and i have another website as well but uh twitter is the best place all right well i got a hand up over in the x spaces before i let you go we got to take one more question go ahead is that tap or susan i believe it's elizabeth elizabeth go ahead elizabeth what can we do to preserve our history i mean i had people fighting on both sides of the war family history. So what can we do to save this history so people will stop continually repeating it? I'll let Rick answer that first so I can let him go. And then when I close out the show, I'll answer that question too. And I will come into spaces for a few minutes after the show. Yeah, I would just, I would just reinforce what I said before, you know, write your representatives. And when you vote, you know, think about representatives that, you know, feel the same way you do uh about history and these things um we should all be grown up enough to um be able to accept things that we don't agree with uh leave leave them up uh put more stuff up um but let's not tear things down and uh that's what i think you know we should be aspiring to and um people who represent us should have that same view Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Sapp. I appreciate your time uh, and effort coming on today, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Rob. I really appreciate it.
You bet. Well, folks, uh, that was Mr. Rick Sapp. Uh, his contacts uh, on Twitter has been up uh, the, sh the whole show there. Uh, and uh, defendarlington.org, that's the key website if you want to do something to help. Also, I would recommend getting hold of your state rep and see if they'll, they'll put historical markers outside some of these bases that show, uh, that, that make sure they show the American people that read them what the name of the base was before this tragedy of wokeness uh, hit this country in the 21st century, because that's got to be recorded uh, and uh, put a marker down, so to speak. Well, I'm Rob Manus, and tomorrow's Truth Thursday. We're going to have a great show. I'm not even going to tell you who the guest is going to be, but uh, you're going to love it. It's going to be wild and woolly. I'll see you tomorrow. Tucker's still alive. <laughs>